Welcome to the Faking Notes Podcast. Podcast. Hey. Hey, hey, How we got a doing? podcast. Hey, you. Hey, hey. Hey, hey you. Listen to yours. Hey. So we got something special for you. What's up? So today on the Faking Note Podcast, we have a very special guest. I actually met her in, of all places, Italy, like seven years ago on, on this like two-week, very expensive music festival. And... Of all things, we almost got arrested in Italy. We drank a lot of wine, but we made lots of friends. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, when I moved out to LA after, what, seven years later, Mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, you live in in LA. Like, it'd be great just to reconnect. Where does she live? Four minutes away. Down the street. (laughs) Yeah, down the street. Just your chance. But she's a a phenomenal musician, composer, Mm -hmm. person. Gamer. And a gamer. So, she, what, great composer, has done a lot of uh, incredible work in film, has a lot of albums out there. Links in the description. Uh, one particular one I wanted to focus at from a few years back. This is Desmondo Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is just absolutely stunning. Uh, just as a show, it's incredible. Definitely want to check that one out. I, I, I kid you not, I'm not hyping it up just because she's on there. I sent it out to all my friends because I'm like, you need to see this. <sighs> it's, it was, it's when you go in that zone and your eyes, for me, it's my mouth kind of halfway opens. Oh. And so I can only remember a, a very few, maybe two or three times a year will that happen. And that was this year's moment, was watching that particular segment. Wow. Um, and hopefully we'll have some of those other people's pieces on there who's done it. But it was just captivating. I hadn't seen anything like it. And she was a big part of that. She's always enjoyed video games. She's mm-hmm. She knows, she's like, I'm gonna do music and working with film and stories and all these things. So she was looking out, trying to get in the game world. It's really hard to get into. And mm-hmm. she said, why don't I just make my own game? Just fuck it. Fuck it. Just, I'm going to do this. I'm making my own. I'll do what? it myself. She's done it. So she's already got a game out. It's so called Interview. Inter-View. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's a quick journey. Just what? Six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get the speed running community up. I think I can get it down to 455. <laughs> um, get some donations, you know, just hyperclick. Dono. But you 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 work through the process of the interview, and as you go, it creates your own music. You wind up with unique. a very unique experience. Every time. Like you go through this and you you experience kind of a moment. You're sitting there just hyper focused and kind of forced to embrace this this musical ecosystem. And she went out and made her own game, her own opportunities to put out her music there. So there's a great lesson there. She's working on a new game right now, her second game as we speak, Divinuet. Kind of, you know, what do you call those cards? Digimon? Digimon? Digimon cards? What do you call the card? Like tarot, okay. Tarot. It's kind of like a it's it's kind of yeah. like a tarot tarot card musical reading. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign. It's out. Mm-hmm. Go out and please support. Yeah. We, what we really need you to do is just we need your money. <laughs> so go out, money. If you if you yeah. donate to the Indiegogo campaign, you get the game. You're yeah. gonna love it. It's gonna be a real experience. It's real. Our next guest, the Megan Cards.
describes or kind of sometimes talks about mortality, mm-hmm. talks about what it means to be alive. And even in some ways, sometimes, especially in your game, I love Megan was like, it blatantly states or, or like alludes to the futility of life and the lack of meaning. Yeah. And I haven't played a game that made me really think like that. <laughs> before. Because my mom was like, yeah, well, not since Final Fantasy X. I haven't played Final Fantasy X. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, there's Interview and Final Fantasy X. Yeah, They're kind of a companion same piece. Same level. <laughs> They're kind of like a companion piece. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I got to say, if you were, I, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. from the very limited experience I've had with your art, you seem to like storytelling. Yes, like, I do. I can tell you that Final Fantasy X is some of the most interesting storytelling of any game I've ever played. Okay. So... Yeah, I've been meaning to play. I have an endless backlog oh, yeah. of games. <laughs> I know. So how I fix it is I just watch Let's Plays. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, that's actually yeah. good. That's Low effort. Good. Yeah. Or even yeah. less. I just watch speed runs. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to bust through this game in about 30 minutes. <laughs> that's Perfect. like that's like when you have to take your addiction to the productive mm-hmm. the productive side. You have to like be like, okay, so how can I... How can I just consume this as fast as possible and get my fix? It's, it's kind of like the game, the the games for dummies. Yeah. It's just like it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see this the entirety of this game in the next two hours, and they're gonna explain to me the backlog. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're going through with interview, in setting up a story, and, and what is interview? Let's let's like establish that as well. All right. Well, we would have we've we've already prepped it in our, oh, our in our sorry. intro. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I yeah, can also explain it if you want. I would love. I would. Let's love hear. To, to I want to hear from your from your point of view. Okay, so it's essentially a visual novel style game, um, like very simple artwork and graphics and stuff. But you're essentially in an interview, and you get asked these multiple choice questions. They're all kind of like existential-ish. I don't know. And each one you answer brings up a new layer of music. So your combination of layers kind of makes this unique piece of music. Um, And spoilers, but at the end, (laughs) it turns out that you're dead and you're being interviewed for like this really like fancy position where you get to essentially like create new worlds. So That's super dope. Yeah. And you Thank wind you. up with like your music piece at the end that yeah. is essentially pretty unique to whatever your choices are. Yeah, about. and also um, the art changes depending on your choices mm-hmm. too. So like the color of the sky or what kind of moon appears, that kind of thing. How, how many variations? Like how have you crunched? What's what's the numbers? I think I did the math. Oh, I can't remember now. I think it was maybe like three hundred something. Different combinations. Yeah. Different endings. Yeah. It's fire. <laughs> I I I liked how, especially as a musician, the the story develops you don't really know where you are you don't know what what, ha- what is supposed to happen mm-hmm. but as you start to gain more meaning in the context of the interactions that you're having with the interviewer the more full the music becomes and the more it really get gets like it's like you're awakening from a long sleep it's like a really cool oh thank you multi-layered 
experience. Yeah, thanks. What's the response been? It's been pretty good. Um, I mean, people seem to really like it. Um, I've pretty much only heard positive things. Um, I mean, I didn't get like a ton of downloads. I think it ended up being like 300 or something, which isn't much at all. But, but hey, I'm first game. Them. Yeah. I'm one of them. And, and the first game. game. Dang, yeah, crazy. exactly. So yeah. I was expecting like nothing to come of it. So yeah. it's pretty good. Um, and I got like featured. Ichio does like their picks of the week or whatever. And I got featured on there, which I was not expecting at all. So that was super cool. That's really um, awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're going to have a link to this in the description anyway. Yeah, for sure. So you can oh, check it out. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. free. So. And it's pretty short, like, right? Yeah, like, it takes like 10 minutes yeah. to play through. So, it's an you know, yeah. very low commitment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a pretty, it's pretty compact for just a couple minutes. Yeah. Like you, you get through a lot. It's, it doesn't feel like a demo. It feels complete. Yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to make it long enough to actually like force people to listen to each layer. You know? <laughs> I thought at the end you can't like you can't like power click through just like oh okay. You, yeah, like you I purposely made it so you know the interviewer sometimes like talks kind of slow, does these pauses and stuff where she's thinking about things, you know, and that's yeah, that's very much on purpose, like a mechanic <laughs> to make the game a little longer. So essentially, you've kind of created your own like matrix universe and where we're in it we're hooked up to the tubes mm-hmm. and but it's for your album mm-hmm. yeah. it's like yeah. soundcloud meets the matrix and, yeah and, and you're in a bowl of jelly and yeah the of, and the interviewer is agent smith. <laughs> he's, he's agent smith mr anders <laughs> yes i need to ask you franchising questions. uh i i really i want to hear your your perspective because we society's changing mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're out there listening. Most people know me as a violist, mm-hmm. but I've been a gamer all my life. I've been a gamer since I was like one. <laughs> like wow. my, my first game was Lion. He came out like Tetris. They had to like, my, like I came out with the Nintendo 64 controller in my hand, which was very <laughs> awkward for my mom to deliver as well. It yeah, was very, considering it was very messy. Was it even out yet? Then? I, <laughs> exactly. I know. I was trying to say Super Nintendo, but Nintendo 64 came out. <laughs> what what I what I mean to say though is that as society is changing, we're consuming content at a faster rate. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, and there are more games out there in in perpetuum. Like the, the ability to make games is also becoming more accessible with the internet and learning how to code and things like that. Right. So where do you see low commitment games uh, or, or just like in terms of genre, like different genres that don't require like, like a... Fortnite, yeah. like a battle royale, like all of your attention for hours, or like a right. League of Legends for all of your hours. Oh, jeez. Where where do you think? Uh, do you think there are different markets for games that are that require less time? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think it's maybe less of the like serious gamer crowd because mm-hmm. you know something only takes like an hour at most to get through. Mm-hmm. That's like a low commitment for someone who isn't really sure about games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also for, I guess, super busy people, like maybe people who are older, have families, um, yeah. like have kids, have mm-hmm. busy jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. You maybe can't, you know, sink 60 hours into a game, mm-hmm. but you can put aside like a few hours to play like a short experience, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just, I think, um, with indie becoming more and more of a thing, since like you said, it's easier and easier for people to make games. Um, 
yeah, I think it's starting to attract a wider audience of people who, you know, maybe aren't into, like, violent video games. Or <laughs> <laughs> violent. Spoiler, this game is very violent. Uh, I mean, the part... There's yeah, definite. Just, yeah, it was kind of like yeah. this is essentially a Doom sequel, but with an interview <laughs> you, in the process. Can you stop, Shiloh, please? Hey, Shiloh, I'm, come I'm here. You're being nice, Shiloh. No, you're saying I'm gonna hold him. Come here, buddy. But my feet are meat. <laughs> <laughs> They're not metal or plush. I have nerve endings. <laughs> <laughs> come up here. I feel all of now. The, the pressure's on. Gonna, yeah. yeah, you get the Shiloh experience. Are you gonna ask me questions too? <laughs> It's so like delicious. So what sort of like um, market do you seek to reach with your art? Are you on like, because like I know they're, the video game market is bigger than mm-hmm. movies. Like yes. it's such a diverse ecosystem that a lot of people don't really understand. So I'm wondering, can you explain more about your ecosystem or where you're trying to go? Yeah, um, I think my games attract a lot of audio people, actually. Like, people who <laughs> understand, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the this is happening with the music. It. Like, that's cool. It's like, crafted, I think, yeah. like, I don't know. Other people, obviously, like, can enjoy them. But I feel like audio people, like, maybe realize what's going on more. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to reach a particular market, you know. Okay. Um, I think they're kind of games that's like you know no barrier to entry like you don't have to learn how to play that kind of thing um so yeah i guess you know i want them to be accessible for pretty much anyone who who do you like look up to as like a role model for like making games or maybe even content creators that that review games like do you have any specific people that you Hmm. look towards trying to think (laughs) (sighs) Cause like I like I do all the YouTube like I follow yeah all we do is the just holes and like watch other is just watch other and, people talk about yeah talk about games <laughs> yeah get there yeah I haven't really gotten into the YouTube thing oh, okay, um, dope. there are just a lot of you know indie game creators out there who are making like either free or super sh- cheap like just short casual not casual. Um, casual game makes me think of like Candy Crush or something, and that's not what I mean. <laughs> hey, look, don't snap a Candy Crush. Like, they no. make so much money. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's, no, it's dope. I, I like those games, yeah. but yeah, just people who are making like these experiences or, or yeah. a ton of them. So, kind of experiential. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, are, are you looking into like maybe VR? Like, going into VR at some point and I do think that would be really cool um, I feel like I have no idea how to go about it like how yeah. to learn how to do that um, uh, but eventually yeah I think that would be really cool I think that could be a, a motion game we're gonna have to motion capture an interviewer you yeah. <laughs> just like no for real and like you're in a room and you're like having a conversation with them and checking your watch yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be really cool. A lot and, more atmosphere. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think that would be really cool. It's just a matter of, yeah, I am actually, like, I'm still learning a lot about how to make games. Like, interview mm-hmm. I did no actual coding on. I got, like, a visual coding type add-on, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to actually write any code. I just, So like, it's like a Squarespace for games, kind of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's dope. This one I'm doing some actual programming on, but I like hired a friend of mine to kind of program the base game, mm-hmm. and then I've been like adding on to it. So yeah, I'm still very much a beginner with 
actual coding. I, to- I totally feel that. I couldn't I, imagine. I was watching a YouTube video this morning and it was like for a, uh, it was like, it was like for one of those coding boot camps. Like oh yeah. Weeks, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe I might want. Dude, I like, feel oh. like every like musician or artist has at least looked at those at one point and been like, hmm. Wait a minute. Maybe. Because yeah. I see it's like I see so many it's like, yeah, we've got like a couple it's friends a who've like left thing. like left music and do like computer programming full time. Yeah. And then you see their their lives and their really nice apartments and how happy they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still a creative outlet. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll do it. And then I watch one of those videos and I'm like, I am so stupid. I have no <laughs> idea what this is about. Oh, man. It's it's there's a it's reason why investment. it takes six months. It takes six months. Just to probably get the just to do hard the fundamentals and yeah, to yeah. get the whole the, the schooling. But then you get like this one program that was that I was talking about and I'm not going to shout it out because they're not a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, they said, like, you, they, you don't have to pay for your tuition until you actually get a job. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of ones like that. I think that's way better because a, a lot of them are really expensive. But, you know, if you get a, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, if you get a coding job, you know, uh, <laughs> you'll you can be afford- fine. Yeah. And for real, and, and they were talking about how the field is burgeoning, like, there aren't enough coders for the number of coders that are going to be needed in the next decade. Mm-hmm. So I was like, those are, those are really interesting. Yeah. But it does come into that other weird area. So like looking out 30, 40 years beyond us, coders, a lot of those are going to start disappearing. So it might be similar to the past, what, 30, 40 years of, of getting more and more truck drivers. So yeah. we need more and more truck drivers for this massive system. And now those are about to evaporate. Because so, of well, because of yeah, machine learning algorithms, you're gonna have computers writing the code. Yeah. That, so, that, no, that seems way too scary to me. I mean, yeah. Having computers write code. Yeah. It's like it's like having it. It's like having like 13 year olds have a sleepover, but it's like a co-ed sleepover. It's and just then, and then, you don't and know then where like it's somebody go. ends up pregnant, and then it's just out of control, <laughs> and then you just got kids raising kids. That's yeah. my thing. It's like machines. Lord of the flies. Yeah, Lord of the flies. But yeah. I've never read that. That's okay. Oh, yeah, it's... Can you it's, explain it's that It's weird. Me? I never watched Lord of the Flies. It's Lord just whenever it's a pack of kids kind of in charge of other kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, something, something, like, something, pig's head on a stick metaphor, fast forward, you know. Yeah, it's like these kids, <laughs> you know, end up on this deserted island and mm-hmm. lots of violence eventually happens. Really? Yes. With, like wow. Lost, but with kids. Wow. <laughs> I never read that. Yeah, that's okay. It's brutal. Really? <laughs> it's one of those like school, like yeah. some you know school requirements. Scarlet the letter. letter. Oh I yeah. I would have rather read Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Nathaniel Hawthorne thought he had bars, but it was just boring to read. <laughs> what were your like, like kind of tying in there, like particular like inspirations for interview? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Because I know there are some movies that are kind of about, like, the afterlife. Um, and I like kind of unique depictions of the afterlife. So, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Wrist Cutters. No. It's completely different. But it's, like, there's, like, a hell for people who commit suicide. And it's essentially the same as our world, right? But, um, like, 
slightly shittier. <laughs> this is so pretty easy to it. imagine. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine for me. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been a bit okay. since I've seen it. Oh, it's okay. I don't mean I don't mean impressed. And then there's also uh, this movie Ink, where after you die, you like some people's jobs is to like create people's dreams essentially, uh, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I feel like I've always been into the idea of just like an afterlife. And then like, that world, that's why you're like a person, you're in, it's an interview to be like a creator of worlds. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. super dope. Yeah, thank you. And, and I mean, it seems plausible. Like, let's just say, do you believe in simulation theory? I mean, I'm not counting it out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, imagine like we die and it's just game over. Yeah. And then we ascend to the higher dimension of consciousness or whatever. Yeah. And it is something similar to this. It's like, hey, you did a good job in that game. It's game over now, but like, here are your tokens. Now redeem them in this reality, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, or some- Here's your stars, who gets the most ally stars? Yeah, and then you're like, oh no, I gotta go back in, man. I, I like totally, I had a bad role. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a support character. Yes, I was I was born in the 1900s as a black man, dude. It's just not it's just not a good time. It was tough, hard mode. It's just yeah, the mid. You were you, you were in mid, dude. Dude, like ancient Greece and Sparta. That's hard mode. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But you get more tokens. Like, <laughs> yeah, it balances out. Yeah. I think we just we chose to go the easy road because it's yeah. like we you go to a grocery store, man. It's like you can just exchange like paper. For like bananas, dude. Yeah, I didn't have to raise anything. What? Yeah, we don't have to raise anything. It's, it's awesome. Dude, yeah. We get to play game. We get to play simulations. We yeah. get to play simulations. We're simulations playing other simulations. Simulations, right? Wow. Or. It's like in The Sims when you have your like, <laughs> yeah. sim play, play video a game. game. Yeah, I know. Like, or my sim. I would have my sim practice electric guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it got so good. And I was like, man. Maybe oh, we're all music try. people. That's what we did. They yeah. Had, oh, yeah. My, <laughs> had to play. I forget. It's a 10. I think it was three where for the music career path, you could choose like rock or classical and the like <laughs> highest level of classical. Which game? Was are you Sims film. busting out? Are we talking about the same game? I don't know. It was okay. one of the Sims. I think okay. it was the Sims 3. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the highest level of the like classical career path yeah. was film score composer. So I would yeah. make myself and like eventually yeah. be this famous film score composer. Yeah. And you had a nice house. And yeah, like a mountain. Hot, hot husband. Yeah. And just like. <laughs> a couple, uh, a couple hot husbands. You had some swinger parties, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's the classical musicians. That's the classical uh, musicians. Thing. Really the yeah. end game. It's probably the most realistic. You have chamber music parties, but it turns into orgy <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Because Rachmaninoff yeah. just took you over. It's but like, then, oh. like, <laughs> eventually your sim, like, gets old and dies. And when it's, like, <laughs> yeah. you, right? You have, like, this existential crisis because you're like, that's me. That's me in, like, <laughs> 10 <it> years. That's <laughs> loneliness. Oh, yeah. my God. Or they, like, die in a fire because they all suck at cooking, right? And yeah. they set their ovens on fire and die. They and never like, clean their dishes. So, Do the yeah. Grim, is the Grim Reaper still come in the later ones? Yeah. Is yeah. that still a thing? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I used to dab up my Grim, leader, Grim Reaper. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, some people died in my house. He was like, what's good, homie? Was <laughs> it now? Oh, it's your child. It's your sixth child, dude. Or come I think on. I, like, one time 
had a child with the Grim Reaper. Like you can. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? What does it come out as? Get, I think it had close. like. Like, little horns or what? Like pitch black skin. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you could also have children with aliens, so you had to have like, a- alien babies. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I missed out on yeah, like, the yeah. later Sims, Sims 3 got wild. <laughs> Sims oh 3 was really good. It was a really good game. I didn't oh like God. Sims 4 as much. My yeah. brother says the same thing. Yeah. Because I was at uh, EA, I was like an EA event for Apex Legends. I'm a really big Apex Legends player. Okay. Uh, I'm not big, like, not, like, good, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I play with a guy who's really good. Okay. Um, and I just love competitive gaming, so I was there, and I saw, like, a new expansion, or maybe, like, Sims 5, I think, or something oh, like wow. that. And so I was texting my brother about Sims 4. I was like, yo, how do you feel about it? And he was like, trash. <laughs> yeah, trash. It's, it's not as good. I feel like it's, like, the earlier games where you kind of confined to your house more. Yeah, no. Wasn't that what people complain, you know, like releasing games? Essentially, it's like the DLC is what should have been the base game. Is is it one of those scenarios? Yeah, totally. Mm. But then they make you buy it. They know you'll buy it. Yeah, no, they know you'll buy it. Should have done that kind of thing for interview. (laughs) For interview, yeah, when's the DLC? There's only one music stem (laughs) in the original game, and then you can buy additional packs for twenty dollars each. Oh, you do a season <laughs> I, season I see pass. You sold the soundtrack though. That was smart. Thank you. Yeah, that was brilliant. I didn't sell many copies of that. I got more people that because the game is free, but you can choose to donate. So I got more people doing that than buying the soundtrack, which was cool. Here's what I have to say though: the fact that you decided to make a product from a product. Me, tells me that you're entrepreneurial minded or at least you're really trying. Oh, thank you. Most of us don't really <laughs> no. think about that. Like I'm I'm kicking myself in the butt that I prepared for recitals all through college, but I never made CDs. Oh. That I could then I sell. know. There's so many pieces just that just that sounded okay. Yeah. People were like, where can I buy your CD now? And I'm like, I don't have one. And mm. it's like they're like, why? You're a musician. I'm like, I know, right? Yeah, I'm not like, I feel like I'm not like that naturally, but I've just kind of had to learn to like hustle because I mean, most of my income is from freelance composing. So I've kind of had to learn to be business minded. Yeah. What, what, What sort of things, what sort of steps did you take? Like, let's say you just left and you're in that first moment of like, oh man, I need to get my act together entrepreneurially. Mm-hmm. What were the things that you were doing? Um, so one of the main things is coming up with actual rates, like, mm. of what I would charge people. Because I didn't have set ones before and would just kind of be like, yeah. Yeah, whatever you, yeah, whatever yeah. you have. Yeah. So I came up with rates. I have a contract I use. And then, yeah, I kind of learned a lot from interview um, of what to do for a game. But, yeah, it's kind of like figuring out, because I'm not in it just for the money, but... It is nice With the bukus of cash. I mean, we are <laughs> yeah. rolling in it. Yeah. You know. But, you know, since I'm doing this as my job, I need to be able to pay my bills with it and such. So it's just kind of thinking about, like, everything I do. Not everything, but most of my projects I approach in a way like, okay, what's the way I could potentially make some money from mm-hmm, this, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do seem to be really effective at it, and just going off what both, you, what both of you have said is just beyond, we can kind of isolate, we'll talk about it separately, maybe just focusing in on the process of making and marketing, interview, doing a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. But uh, in general, just overall, like 
your music is easy to find and you release a lot of it. You've kind of rolled out with these albums. So you've kind of, you've gone out there. You're not sitting on something for six years, tweaking, perfected. It's just like, okay, here's an album here. I'm rolling this out. It's a battle music. Mm-hmm. And then four months later, you did this short. Here you can find it on Bandcamp. You're always getting stuff out there and you can find it. It's cheap. It's accessible. It's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting the flags on because I'm really bad at that. I'm bad at the flags. I'm really bad at putting the flags. <laughs> at least you have all the ba- So all the bases are covered. So if somebody is like, yo, I want a supporter, they can immediately figure out how to do it. But I just, I'm really bad at that. I think it's also partially because I'm really bad at like um, in-person networking. Like I'm not the person showing up to like SCL events or like any sort of networking events, except for game audio, like, because mm-hmm. I help run it, so we kind of have to go. Yeah, we're kind of required to show up. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's part of it. Just kind of making up for the fact that maybe I don't have a very um, big in-person presence at most things like okay gotta have a big online presence then you know (laughs) yeah it 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 all i think it's what's great about the internet is that it allows you to do that and and it it allows more personality types to succeed in different ways yeah totally because we'd all be all be very different yeah there was no internet yeah like imagine i'd be stuck in the south yeah i'd be wearing a uh, a hat of a certain Dude, shade. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> be a musician. A country. To- I would have. I would have done the coding. I would have because like there's no way. I'm not good enough to like win a competition and then play around the world. Like I'm just not good enough to the close-minded uh, gatekeepers. Right. Right. It's not about the audience enjoyment. I think I can really play and have an audience truly enjoy themselves. Yeah. But that is much harder because the without the internet that you are beholden to the gatekeepers. How are yeah, you going to get totally. to your people? So and that's why whatever their standards are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's whatever their standards are. And and you know, they're trying to make money. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Game Audio LA. I haven't heard of this, but it sounds like something I want to be a part of. Oh, you should. Yeah, Yeah, so we do uh, monthly meetups. They're free to go to. They're just Mm -hmm. um, at this barcade in Sherman Oaks. Um, Okay, so that's (laughs) awesome, first of all. Yeah. Yeah, say less. Anyway, go ahead, say more. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, we kind of focus on making it like very chill because I feel like, and Trevor's been to them, mm-hmm. so oh, he, yeah. can, okay, cool. he can vouch for this. Like a lot of these kind of meetups, like professional things, are like very like handshaky business card yeah. things, right? Uh, and I, yeah, so Megan took me, it was one of the first kind of, well, not one of, it was the first kind of get together type thing essentially just that a hang because some other things are called hangs but they're still business card your only purpose there is really to grow your network yeah not that i'm really against those it's th- that you don't really feel like you get a lot out of those but going to this and we have talked about this on the pod a while back something that it might exp- i guess mine and probably our shared experience with the gaming community how much more kind of open it felt yeah. As compared to the film community yeah. and the other composers <laughs> and classical hangs, particularly the film or yeah, more we, industry music, the the game audio community, it was just welcoming. They're friends. They're fun. I yeah. go to it. I go to the, the events not because it's business, but because I like these people. <laughs> yeah, it feels more like just you know catching up True with friends, out. and you know we're. Very welcoming to new people as well. That's what it's all about, though. You need yeah. to just hang out. With it. It's got to be fun. If it's not fun, right. then it's not worth doing. And we also, last month, we did an event at a library that was like a micro talks thing. So mm-hmm. we had a couple people give like 10, 15 minute talks. And our big thing was we wanted it to be completely free because a lot of conferences and stuff, they're so expensive. So it's a big barrier to entry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And it went pretty well. We had, like, a good turnout and stuff. Dope. So. It's awesome. What was it like getting into, or what did you see a particular mission um, as far as, like, stepping into a leadership role in a Hangout thing? Because if it's someone who's, like, a self-subscribed, like, introvert or doesn't think of themselves as, as a big marketing person, mm-hmm. uh, running a Hangout group is probably low on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of that, but you've done yeah. it. You've gone out and you've taken control yeah. of of this group. What is that like? Um, I think it helped that it was already an established group and they invited me later to mm-hmm. be on the board. So the other two co- co-organizers are Renzo and Ange. Um, these two dudes that both work in AAA, so they approached Great. me. AAA, by the way, in case listeners the, don't yeah. know, it yeah. means like big budget studio games so you're uh, EA EA's Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of thing so they both work in AAA so they approached me and they're like hey you're a composer you're indie and you're a woman like we could use you know <laughs> we could use, <laughs> use that came out. diversity Channel. yeah and it wasn't <laughs> just like just a diversity thing but no. They were like, yeah. A genuine appeal of like, Trust we need me, an outside. I, that, that, yeah. we're, 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 we're just joking around because I get that word thrown at me <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fine with it as long as it's clear that someone's not wanting to hire me or involve me just because I'm a woman. For a token. You know? <laughs> Say, oh, you're dope, but also. But yeah, also, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I liked you and would have wanted you to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's added benefits of we can learn or bring in a different perspective, particularly yeah. with the indie, because a lot of them are working in these AAA or bigger studio yeah, things. I uh, I still remember the times when I used to go ride with my mom. 
obviously black uh, <laughs> as a real estate broker. <laughs> she has a t-shirt. It's just as obviously black, right? <laughs> but I would remember all of these people when she would go to show them the, the homes because she was an agent too. So she would show properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would see her after speaking to her on the phone and be like surprised. Uh, oh, that that look. Like, like, like oh, oh, you oh, don't sound black. black. You don't yeah. sound yeah. black. And it's oh, like, I is this, it's yeah. like a movie from 1998. And like, that would be the punchline. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's By hard way, watching 90s comedies. Call back, just, call back to Rush Hour. It's There's so many cringy, just like, wait, oh my God, the whole joke of this entire movie is that the person's black? Like, like yeah, yeah. The, and, and this was a joke. and this was like a kid's comedy. And like. it's okay. Well, Rush Hour is on Prime Video, so we need to watch that. <laughs> it expires at the end of the month. So we Rush need to, Hour. We need to call back and actually come with some serious uh some serious punchlines. We yeah. gotta we gotta do that. But anyway, I forgot why I went on that tangent. I just wanted to identify mm-hmm. with, you know, the need for diversity, but also towing the line of like trying to be respectful and everything. Yeah, because, you know, um, film and game composing and everything definitely have a gender diversity problem, Mm -hmm. and I want to help with that, but I never just want to be, like, a token. How do you you help with that? Um, I think just, like, word of mouth with things can help. Uh Like, um, I get reached out to once in a while by, like, younger women who are just starting like just graduated college or whatever like hey like you know is it bad like can i do this i'm like okay well the meetup i run is cool like it's not all dudes like wait they they reach out to you and like hey how bad is it like like really yeah a couple not a lot okay but still just that the fact they reach out to you with those questions makes me wonder like i've never had anybody other than like sometimes they'll be like, yo, so what's this concert hall in Mississippi like? like yeah, 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 yeah. But still the fact we have to ask these questions really wonders if that factor in the fact that you have to ask those questions keeps people from pursuing this field. Oh, I think it definitely does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Trevor's been to like SCL events and stuff. It's like, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, it's dudes. And it's even more of a narrow niche. It's like leather jackets. Oh. Yeah. Um, kind of semi-shaven. I haven't I'm I oh. fit both of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm making direct eye contact. Drew's just he's wearing two leather jackets. <laughs> right. I'm I'm layered. It's, it's like 85 degrees all the time. Full band, Jeff but. Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. And this is yes. this is something we've talked about a bunch on our mm. own because particularly with what you've gone through, because you've kind of worked, and they overlap, but worked within two fields, like film composing, a billion dudes, games, (laughs) a billion dudes. Yeah. And it's like, there's two, you you probably can't pick other than like lumberjacking, (laughs) like two, like very more just male dominated fields, which, you know, again, we talk about, it's, it's kind of mind blowing considering how there's, there's nothing physical about the job. There's, there's not like there shouldn't shouldn't be a history of it, but yet it's there, it's entrenched, mm. it's everywhere. It affects mm. every part of the whole structure, mm. and then having to go in and fight against it. Yeah, it's in pretty, 2019, it's pretty wild. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> so what 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 you were speaking on, and kind of what I wanted to highlight though, is like the need for 
connection and networking, especially the fact that you have young women reaching out to you is like a real testament to your work ethic and like what you're creating. (laughs) And I think it's kind of funny because I see this as an African-American. When people see you doing things and succeeding, it Mm -hmm. gives them implicitly permission to do the same. Yeah, definitely. Because I didn't really have any like women composers or anything to look up to Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. And it, you know, it made me kind of like nervous. Really? Yeah. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. not nervous enough that I didn't pursue it. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard, you know. Well, it's also because we don't, we, we, you would have to I, think about this. But for me, it's just like everyone looks like the default character. We've yeah, talked about it. It's, it's assumed, it's assumed, it's some stock. That me kind of looks like me. And I, so I can change it. it's easy for me to have seen my, you know, myself yeah. and others. But if you don't have the experience, you notice, like, wait a minute, all these people are white dudes. I have a question because I, I think about like confounding variables because like, yeah, I've I've wondered since I don't see that many people doing what I do, am I, am I capable of it? But I also had a mom who always like gave me like this idea that I was worthy, that I was capable. Mm-hmm. So I also had that pushing me along. Yeah, that's definitely huge. Is, is that what you had? Yeah, my parents were like very supportive mm-hmm. and everything. That's really and my dope. teachers as well. I had like some really oh, good teachers, huge. like good music teachers, which definitely. Wow, yeah. that's <laughs> Is there one in particular that stands out? Um, like my high school orchestra teacher also taught like my music theory class. Um, and then there was another teacher who taught like the music tech class in mm-hmm. high school and they both like were like, hey, you're pretty good at this. Like, <laughs> Poke, poke, like, <laughs> just do it. Keep it up, kiddo. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if it is kind of like socially engineered how we kind of develop and the the trades we choose to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really interesting. So I'm very happy to see that you are creating this infrastructure. And I really believe, because you did say that you had a desire that you wanted to change this industry. I think that this is one of the many ways. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> have you. Do you listen to Freakonomics Radio at all? Um, I've heard like the odd episode every now and then, yeah. you know, but not regularly. Um, I was listening to it on the way over and there's like a study that talks about essentially like, does your name predict? Yeah, I haven't listened to it, but uh, it's, it's yeah. the most recent one. It's the most recent one. I was listening to it and they came back with the just raw data and it was specifically kind of inquiring like traditionally black sounding names. If you had that, mm-hmm. does that make you less likely to be successful and the results were kind of inconclusive it usually so it it kind of implied that there are other confounding variables and i think that one of the variables that they discovered was that uh teachers in school if they saw a black name they maybe became more discouraged on their ability as mental ability and their ability to you know be orderly in class So I'm wondering if, you know, these connections we meet along our lives as we grow and develop, how how important do you think they are? I think they're very important. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's 
I don't know if you guys have heard of like girls make games before. Yes. Um, yeah, it's specifically this program that does like camps for like girls. I don't know how old. Um, probably like middle school age. For that, like, there's like code, code like a girl. It's a big campaign. Yeah, and I think you know, um, having like people in your childhood just like telling you that 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 this is a thing that's possible, mm-hmm. you know, is huge. Important. What would you say? Let's say there's, uh, I don't know who listens to my podcast. <laughs> and I imagine a lot of them are people who are totally okay with dick jokes. So it's it's maybe running male a little bit. <laughs> but if let's just say there's a, there's a 14-year-old girl mm-hmm. who is thoroughly traumatized by my presence. Uh, <laughs> we, we all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our it's own understandable. Way. In our own way. What would you say to her? if she was interested in a STEM field or in like this more technical music construction or male dominated field, what would you say to them? Um, I would honestly say like, try to find some women in that field to kind mm-hmm. of either like role models who are older or even like women your own age who are interested in getting into it. Um, just, it's good to have like allies because mm-hmm. I want to say like, you know, if you do it, like, and just try, everything will be fine. But I don't know, industries could, like, male-dominated yeah. industries are really hard. So it's definitely good to have allies and not try to, like, face it And alone. what would you do if there was a woman who was actively trying to prevent your progress? Because I've actually heard of that in male-dominated fields. Yeah. That there will be women that uh, uh, obtain power or some level of position, and then they actively keep other women from yeah i've heard of that too um mm-hmm. i haven't experienced it obviously because yeah i haven't experienced it myself good so, okay um, that's that's incredible. i don't know how common it is but if it did does i don't know like especially in an industry like this that's like very small like <laughs> word gets around about people's okay. reputations like yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know um, maybe it's it's towards the field maybe it's like that's something that happens more in business. Yeah, or, or I think that might the, be it. Yeah, and it may there may be other variables to that. Yeah, but I mean, I could see it happening, especially I've heard in like film composing, especially, which is very like, but not only women, like dudes too, dudes you know, too, like yeah. hoarding their contacts or whatever. Like they love it. There's some weird, <laughs> it's the scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's it, there's so much of it that causes like, because the numbers are stark. What was it like? Ninety-seven percent of blockbusters scored by dudes. Yeah, yeah, and that's really humongous. That and like, seems that's too a massive. Small to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's just it's just it's like a glaring number. It's wow. just like oh, there's a huge problem. Wow. Yeah, you know? and there's so many things along the way that are barriers to entry, like how the kind of your like composer assistant or apprenticeship structure is run. <laughs> in that it's it's these long, long hours. It's very dude's heavy and when it's you and a small team and you're this angry older guy you're just gonna go and run through the mill of younger guys because you probably feel uncomfortable <laughs> well, and like, you're a bad people person. are gonna take your job yeah and you see like oh i see myself in that person and since you're uh, a crusty angry old guy you're gonna pick someone else similar who you can be your yeah you know your 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 grosser yeah, self your, your protege yeah, and then exactly. and there's all these yeah there's all these kind of like weird systems like small like at every step along the way from both the entry to the top 
yeah. that kind of feed in. And if it's a little bias here, a little bias here, a little bias here, that grows into a, up. yeah. So even if, if, you know, if every year you're tinged off one percentage, that adds up a lot. It does. That adds up a lot. And so it it's, does. Yes. it's kind of a wild. I'm wondering, because we're also still juxtaposing two very different, vibrant industries. Yeah. Movie composing and video games. And right. I think the latter is actually a burgeoning field that is still growing. Yeah, definitely. And so the idea of scarcity, in my perspective, like, cause I'm a little aware of the industry, it scarcity doesn't seem to be a thing. It's kind of like a wild, wild west right now, it seems. It depends what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people out there trying to be video game composers. So mm-hmm. it is pretty competitive. Um, which is also kind of why I just started making my own games. <laughs> why not? Pull, yeah. up, pull up. What's his name? The Undertale? Oh, uh, yeah. Toby Fox. Toby Fox. Toby Fox. Yeah. Toby yeah. Fox. But, yeah, I mean, I do agree that um, I guess uh, scarcity is maybe less of a problem in games than it is in film. So I originally wanted to be a film composer mm-hmm. and in the past few years have been more interested in moving over to games. Like, I do some of both now. But, and it's partially because of, yeah, the film industry is like hyper competitive. It's like, you know, I moved here to LA to try the whole composer's assistant path. Thing. How, how long ago did you move here? Uh, like two and a half years ago. Okay, cool. Or, so it's still early in. It's still or I guess, super early. Yeah, yeah, closer to two years. But yeah, yeah I, it's still super early. I feel that. And so you've kind of gotten like one valuable thing just for the those listening from your experience is that you knew what you didn't like and you yeah. didn't just put your it's like you know i don't like this i know it'll get me maybe will get me x and x you, mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't do it you were just like i know i don't like this and you've gone and since like forged your own path you went out and you made your own uh piece of art to attach your music to Instead yeah. of just putting up with something for three years. Yeah, exactly. Because I had a feeling I was going to like get burnt out and just want to leave composing altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, you know, especially if I were to do the full-time assistant thing. Because um, yeah. It's a hard story. Of- it's, it's hard. But, you know, for those who do it, it's incredible. If, if it's just all in that mindset, if you know, you know, what, what do you want? What do you want to gain from it? Because uh, something like that could be valuable. Yeah, definitely. It depends on your personality type, really. I just, I'm like not very detail oriented, so I was really bad at most assistant <laughs> type tasks, honestly. Um, so yeah, I think that's why it didn't work out. More of a, you seem like more of a macro, but also yeah. really good in at micro too. So maybe yeah. it just really <laughs> wasn't you. That's happened before. Yeah. You know? And I mean, the good thing about this industry is that there's no one way to get in, right? Like, everyone suggests you be an assistant. And for some people, that's a great path. Mm -hmm. But if you look at people who are big composers or whatever, not all of them were assistants. A lot of them weren't. So There's so much (laughs) luck in all this because we've gone to these. Yeah, it's a similar with all these like the SEL events, a lot of the people up there, it might be 50-50. Half of them did an assistant, worked with someone, you know, kind of ground their way up that way. And the other half worked really hard, found directors, did their own project, came from another type of music. And in the end, it's like, just just do what works for you, you know, sticking on the journey, taking it wherever it takes you out of music, into music, different types of music. Yeah. And so at least looking back, I don't, 
I don't know you, but like looking positively on your choice. You didn't just sit through and grind it because you knew that's not what you want to do. And you've walked away with a game and you're working on your next game. supposed to be this quick little thing like just to have on my website whatever and then I would wait to get hired for other people's <laughs> games but <And> now he waits <laughs> it turns out that I really like making games <laughs> yes so I was like okay and like a few months after I made it it was already to the point where I was like okay I can do better <laughs> you know like I can do more interesting musical things it's um, brilliant oh, thank you um so yeah, I've I like tarot cards. Um, I don't believe they can tell the future, but I like using them for like different ways of looking at situations. I love the imagery and everything. So for a long time, I was thinking of making some kind of like giant album, you know, of tarot card songs, like a song for each tarot card. And I realized like, oh, this would be really cool to do as an interactive thing, actually. And plus that way I can have each little tarot cards like clip be like 30 seconds or yeah, something. Yeah, it doesn't and have to be a full length <laughs> composition. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I decided. And it was also the kind of thing where I thought I could do it like um, as far as my capabilities for like programming this stuff because it's nothing too complicated uh, for the actual game end. The music programming is pretty complicated, but mm -hmm. I know how to do that. That's all in like wise which is this uh, kind of audio middleware thing. So there's no actual coding involved in that. That's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that keeps people, dumb people like me, keeps, keeps me out of the game, the coding <laughs> part. It's just like, I can't, 
I've looked at it. My dad was a coder. Oh, yeah. Well, was an uh, information security, worked for Northwest okay. Southern. Mm-hmm. And so he would always be in the basement just coding. I was like, dang, what, what's going on? But he made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> My dad actually was, too. He's now, like, a project manager. But he was, he was a programmer oh, for, like, a long time. Isn't it wild how they think? Yeah. yeah it's and it's funny how we also, like, we've returned towards... Like the parents, yeah. Like what they do, you know. It's just like, oh, computer, computers. Yeah. I never want to do that. And now, what do we do? We spend I'm like, all time mm, on, on computers, computers. <laughs> dealing, yeah. dealing with these coding. I, yeah. I just, I, I eat the fruits. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't plant the seeds. I eat the fruit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, I don't know. I am getting into coding more for this game, um, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I do better. I've tried. There are like free online coding camps you can do. And I was really bad at them. I'm better when I have a project and just have to figure out how to do it, you know. Well, it's nice because you get it in instead of just like, oh, there's a certificate at the end. Yeah. You actually get a, a thing. And it's just like you you can present it. It doesn't even feel like a, like some school project, you know, throw it in the trash can. You yeah. The, your end result of you learning that is, again, something you can share with the audience, grow. It's, it's your real yeah, yeah, essentially. It, it only grows, uh, you only learn when you do something. Yeah. And when you have to figure it out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's the only way, at least for me, that's the only way it'll stick with me. 100%. All. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watch YouTube videos all the time, tutorials on how to edit videos. Mm-hmm. And then I forget how to do the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Because I didn't go and literally use do the effect. Yeah, you didn't so do exactly. I just need to look for the effects and then be like, oh, I remember that effect. How do I do it? And then watch the video and do it yeah. in real time. That's how you learn. Yeah. What are you doing as far as promoting this differently? Because like, you had a successful Kickstarter with Interview. Mm-hmm. How are you approaching it differently this time, the second go around? Um. For like the marketing and mm-hmm. such. So this time I'm trying to build more hype beforehand. Yeah. Hype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hype. <important>. hype. <laughs> um, what methodology have you thought about? It's mostly just been Twitter, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like a bit of a Twitter following, not a lot at all, but a bit. And so I. Twitter's been, the hardest to get a following. Yeah, no, like that means so the people fact that actually you have, care what you have to say. The fact that you have yeah. something. You have quite a Twitter presence. You'll, you'll link in the description. Yeah, yeah I, I tweet a lot. So I love. I think it's part of tweeting about the game a lot. Also, yeah. just like in person, I'll like I don't know. I was really shy about interview, like being like, oh, I'm working on a game, but now I'll just tell everyone like, yes, I'm making a tarot game. It's gonna be great. You should back it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Support me. Have you have you read um, any of Seth Seth Godin's? books no okay uh, purple cow is an yeah. incredible one it talks about principally like this idea of sneezers right we live in this digital age if you want any product to like sell like it's all about getting the word of mouth right mm-hmm. and you make good games so you don't have to worry about the product the, pr- the problem is getting the right people in front of it right yeah exactly so there's this concept called sneezers where they are not the very they're not the very first people to try your game Mm -hmm. they're like the people who are actively looking for content and then make youtube video reviews they're the blog writers they're the youtubers they're the sneezers that have an audience Mm -hmm. that is looking for new upcoming content 
and they find out about it through their the people that they watch. Yeah. So I've been beginning to think about, yo, maybe when I make a make music and stuff, I need to send it to these content creators. Yeah. To send it there to get more hype and buzz. Yeah. So I thought definitely. about doing stuff like that. That that makes sense. I've thought about doing it. I just don't know like how to go about it. I do it. <laughs> Yeah. Just gotta send an email. Send yeah. a DM. <laughs> oh, since you have your Twitter thing, you gotta leverage your social media. That's how I get a lot of stuff done. It's like mm-hmm. if there's a creator who's bigger than me in another space, mm-hmm. um, I just find their Instagram and I DM them. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, but at least it's like I'm not that big anywhere else. But when I people see that I'm at least legit. And I think when yeah. you come with your Twitter presence and then you come with the fact that you've created games, you've done all this other stuff, you have mm-hmm. all this content, like they'll, they'll, they know that you're about that life. Yeah. And that is such a huge ROI. So yeah. I, I recommend well, the, the fact that you've just done it is all, because that's a yeah. bunch of the people we've had on here are still are like younger and earlier. They finally released that album. Yeah. They've gone, or, or a couple albums. Yeah, they've like done. They're not us. They've done, yeah, <laughs> that's why we bring, that's why we bring y'all on. We have a podcast, so we have, okay? That so is our mixtape. Yeah. yeah, to like inspire yeah. us to do things. But similar with all these others, they would have been coming from other careers, different types of music, mm-hmm. but they just went out and made the album or went out and made the game. So then the next time a project comes up, you can prove to it. So if you're in a sea of a hundred other composers, and if I made a game, I want, if I was a game maker and it turns out, you know, like, okay, these 10 people could do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, these 10 people, you know, riddle down the field. I know I can trust them. Yeah. If one, if I'm a game maker and one of the, one of those 10, you, has made a game, instantly it's like, oh, she gets it. Yeah. I would go with you. That's kind of what I'm hoping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um I it's okay. I forgot my name. Who am I? <laughs> Who am oh, I? John do you, Valjean. Do you, like my, do you like my jug? Look at this. <laughs> it's got this humongous, super multi, hydrated, multi-gallon <laughs> bucket. My mom texted orange. me the other day. She was like, "Are you drinking enough water?" And I didn't even answer. I just took a picture. <laughs> and she was like, "That makes me so happy." <laughs> it's like thumb for scale. Which- this is bigger than my head, mom. <laughs> Oh my god! So you've got the the game, and like we'll be in when this comes out, it'll be in the midst of the Indiegogo campaign. Can you tell us a little bit about it, or is it Josh about the game? Yeah, a little sneak peek, a little yeah, sneak peek. Yeah. Um. So essentially, it's like you get a three card tarot reading, right? Uh And when you're having the definition of each card displayed, there's like a little like thirty five to forty five second piece that plays just for that card, right? Uh Um, and there's music that happens like between this and uh-huh. stuff too. And so then you get your reading, you know, get all the card definitions, then the cards disappear. And you essentially, after that, get some generated music, uh, depending on your specific combination of okay. cards. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And how many, how many different, uh, how many variables? Yeah, how many variations? This is going to be like some like... So many. Some <laughs> a fractal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are 78 tarot cards. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So you have to write music for all of that? Yeah. 
And then I have like a system for the. I was like, how do you have like a spreadsheet to keep track? I do have a spreadsheet. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm having little clips be so short. I'm just like, I I can't. Sheer practicality. (laughs) But the generated music, I don't want to like get super into how it works, just because it's like still Mm. kind of like not fully formed. <laughs> Look, you don't say you don't have to you don't have to explain to me just the fact that you're writing 78 unique compositions and then we'll be combining them. And they have to layer and they have to and layer and a brain frying. Like I just can't even. That is so Do you know anybody else who's ever done it? Like this, this is like actually this is just kind of like aleatoric. It's like an expansion upon the aleatoric like mm-hmm. tradition and I I think it's really Cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know anyone else who has done it. Um, I mean, people seem to be taking interest. Like yeah. um, Audio Kinetic, which is the company that makes Wise, which is that middleware I was mm-hmm. talking about, yeah. the audio middleware. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like want me to do a blog post and stuff about it. That's you. So. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone, everyone in music and audio, I mean, Wise, like they'll. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because like I tell like audio people that that happens, and they're like, "Whoa!" And everyone else is like, like, "What the hell is that?" It's a big deal. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. It's huge. (laughs) It's like I went to Curtis. Everyone's like, went to a person. Yeah, you went to Curtis, that redhead down the street. I heard heard he was a hoe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. particular thing that uh, kind of like stunned me, both the music and just the project as a whole, is Desmond Ray. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I didn't send it. I sent out the link to a lot of people back when I watched it. I need to send it to you. Mm. Just, will you just give us a little brief description of what that is, and then we'll talk about that actual project. How do I even describe this? Yeah, I don't, actually, I have no idea how to describe it, so I want to hear you describe it. Um, so it started off as a short film and then later became a web series. So it's a, a mixed live-action animation. The main character, Desmondo, is animated, and most of the other stuff is live-action, and he's just, like, this real weird, quirky dude trying to find love, <laughs> essentially. So the first Oh, so it's it's about me. It's a biography about uh... <laughs> It's about me. <laughs> yeah. No, nice. but um so the ver- the first short film uh was like this like one of those dating tapes, you know, like the 1980s people would make like video dating tapes. <laughs> so that's what the first one was. It was just him like talking. <laughs> it's real cute. Um and then 
that like ended up like being a pretty big deal. Like um, it went by to South by Southwest and like no way. Um, I've always wanted to go. I'm so jealous. It's really fun. Austin. That makes sense. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I moved there. Which is like a typical super annoying Austin story that people <laughs> hate oh, when people really? like go to you South by and then move oh, there. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. but that's what happened. That's <laughs> hilarious. so crazy. That's I, hilarious. We should go, dude. Yeah. We should go for science. The, just for science. Just for science. It's it's fine. Um, Two years later, Drew and Trevor move the podcast to Austin. South by, we're an, <laughs> annoying, and we just tell we introduce ourselves saying that. Yeah. Hi, I just moved to Austin because of South by South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and they hate the LA people there too. Because oh, a I lot bet. of people move from LA to there, so <laughs> oh, you guys would like, yeah. It's just like, oh, I was in New York, and then I was in LA, and oh, now I moved to Austin. Like, it's like the progression. It's so and then Nashville. Then we go back to New York. It's just a circle. You just keep going. This <laughs> oh circle. my god. Yeah. Hit Chicago sometimes. That's <laughs> where I'm from. You yeah. from Chicago? Mm-hmm. Deep dish. I, 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 I first want to apologize to you. Okay. I went to Chicago. Oh, yeah. This is going to be rough. And I was playing Lollapalooza. Oh. So we, cool. we finished. Thank you. And we, we performed a performance band called Half Alive. They're dope. They're really good friends of mine. Their music's incredible. Their show is great. Mm-hmm. It's about 5,000 people. It was was pumped. And then went back to the hotel. I was wiped, but I was hungry. <laughs> and it's about 12.45. I leave my hotel on foot. Because obviously I don't have a car and I don't want to Uber mm-hmm. anywhere. It's like 1130. I'm looking around the area and I'm looking for pizza and I wanted some of that sweet deep dish. <laughs> and I have to, I regret to inform you that all the deep dish places were closed. Mm. And so I went to Papa John's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I waited 45 minutes. <laughs> I waited 45 minutes to order my pizza. Because the, it was filled with DoorDash people. Uh, Goes to Chicago, eats Papa John's. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's going to, going oh to New York, eating God. at the subway. Oh, my God. I should have made a TikTok about it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, no, it's going to Philly and ordering a Philly cheesesteak from Subway. From Subway. It's the, oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's going you, to Texas and getting a burger. Going to Tokyo, eating yeah. Panda Express. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even Japanese food. Just, what were you, you going to ask? Were you staying, like, down? Downtown? I was saying, yeah, well, not necessarily downtown. I was about two miles from downtown. Okay. Because depending, like, what area you're in, everything like, closes weirdly early. Yeah, like, especially it was downtown. That's a lot of things in LA close yeah. really early, and it's yeah. confusing for. Because they have families, yeah. Trevor. God. Yeah. Don't you Unacceptable. Think they, don't, you, don't you think they want to go home at 7 p.m. and close their there's party like shop? There's like a, a, a billboard on his podcast from. Years ago, he was talking about how everyone from New York or the other city, they just go to other places and complain about how it's not like where it's, it's, it's just like, I want pizza at 4 a.m. This place, this city sucks. It's this not exactly sick. like the place I'm from. <laughs> that was the thing about New York and why I got so fat. It was because like, I just go get pizza at 2 a.m. Yeah. 2 a.m. I could get a Mexican meal. I had a Mexican joint by me. Um, when I lived in Astoria. Oh, yeah. No, 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 when I lived in Astoria. And so I would sometimes come home late from gigs, and it was almost a weekly basis. I would go get the uh, quesadillas. And by the time I I was about to move out, they, like, knew me, and they were, like, the usual. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's the saddest one. It's just like, oh, man, you got me. It was wild. What, um, and so I'll toot, I'll toot your horn since you're on our podcast. So everyone, you have to, to toot, must toot. watch 
this and like listen to the music because it's just, it's incredible. Oh, and you when you, you when you hear a live action mixed or like just pre animation and with the live action characters, you're like, uh oh, because for the past, you know twenty years since that was a thing, never looks good. This looks amazing. And so I remember watching it. I binged it. It doesn't take too long to binge. No, but I just it's sat like there half an hour. And with my mouth just like half open, which is when I can tell I really like something when I like my face <laughs> yeah, my face muscles shut down. Yeah. So I just sat there like. And just watched it because it's stunning. And I think your music was like perfectly matched with it for what it's needed, which is always the goal. But the nice thing is like you've got to both simultaneously do the best music, the right parentheses, the right music for that show. It fit perfectly. And it was still your music. It wasn't, okay, it's thriller time. Here's thriller music. Okay, it's action film. No, it was both your music and perfectly paired with the actual film. Uh, so how exactly did you settle in with this project and what was just some of the early discussions about like stylistically? What's it, what's it called again? This is Desmondo Ray. Desmondo Ray. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the initial short film we started in like 2012 or something. And he, so Steve Baker is the guy who does like everything. He like writes, directs, Shout animates. out to Steve. Yeah, he's great, but he actually used some of my music as temp music. So oh, really? Like, wow. Yeah, so he was like, hey, do you want to work on this short? And it's like, you know, do something similar to this thing you already did. And I was like, all right. Uh, oh, yeah. So... I think that definitely helped that, you know, he already had my music in mind for it. Um, and he wouldn't have had your music had you not been releasing this stuff. Yeah. Putting it out there. He found me through Hit Record, which is a whole, oh, yeah, a whole other story. <laughs> Only if you want to get it. Maybe later. It's <laughs> great. Oh, okay. hit that record. I'm oh. just, oh, I didn't, I wasn't listening. I was looking at my DMs. Yeah, I, got, I, got a bunch of, I got a bunch of booties in my, in my DMs right now. Just Distracted. every day. I didn't day. hear a thing. But, yeah, uh, then for this uh, series, Steve is like, I don't know, he's a good balance where he uses temp music, which I don't always like, but he's not the type to get super love. married temp to love. temp music. Yeah, temp love. The worst. <laughs> but he doesn't get like that, so he's like, okay, like, this is the vibe I like, but, you know, I specifically hired you because I like your style, you know? So I think that's it. It's probably the best feeling, right? Because that doesn't, hasn't happened for me. My problem in the film is that I haven't done a lot of me films unless they've heard previous film, but because those aren't me films, like they haven't really come to me for my style, which is almost like the, which probably like the best scenario. I don't know if that's like what you're going for to where people come to you for you kind of like Mika Levy they yeah. they want that style or anytime I'm watching like a good like a good film with something unique and interesting like a Get Out mm-hmm. like I'm sitting there and I and not to I don't mean this as an insult but sometimes you're just like oh I bet this wasn't a film composer just because right. it stands out and so I just watched The Favorite um, which was really good and just had you some not a lot of score that wasn't music uh, supervised um, or source music but there are just some moments that were just really interesting, really bold, and I'm like, there's no way that that a, a, you're a common film person would have done that just because that's not the trade they've been worked for. That's not 
what is normally expected of them. It's coming from a unique perspective. And then I looked yeah. up the guy. He didn't even have a bio on IMDb. Oh, wow. So, and like, oh, there we go. They just found, they, you know, they found this unique person to come up. And for me, that's yeah. kind of like a dream of mine that I haven't put into action, but yeah. that you've actually been doing and now do it within games. Yeah. I mean, somewhat. Vacuum. A vacuum. <laughs> a vacuum. Um, yeah, I think it's, shows like a good or experienced like director or game developer or whatever there's a difference between someone who's who's just like okay i want this kind of music i need a composer and just puts a general call out for composers Mm -hmm. whatever rather than like going and listening to people's music and seeking someone out specifically because they you like their style i think that's a way better way to do that 100 percent, and it's like not like you're like Hey, come here, work for me. I'll pay you money. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you give it to them and they're like, what the hell is that? Like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Be, your, be yourself. But like me. But on Zimmer. Like be yourself, yeah. but. But like John Williams. We really want Interstellar for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we need you to be like you, but like Han Zimmer. Yeah. yeah. More like him, actually. Can you be. Do you have his number? He's not busy. He's not busy. He's not busy. Yeah, the. Thing I just finished working on, which is like an animated short, he essentially just gave me free reign to do whatever I wanted, which was super fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And he only wanted like very small revisions. Like, hey, can you add like a little swell here or something? But yeah, it worked out really well. It's nice when they trust too. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, it's like when you, because like now I'm finally, after if I've started doing a couple of films and projects, like what, two, three years ago. Now we're finally getting to the second film, the second project. Mm-hmm. And that when they when they tr- trust you mm-hmm. and they'll just, which is nice because we spend all day thinking about music. How does it interact with the picture of these things? Right. And that's just one tiny piece. It's an important piece, but it's a tiny piece of the hundreds of roles they have to handle. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice. I think it's a source of power when they are just like, you know what? I trust you. And it's like, oh, I think this this moment, you know, they wanted it to cut to black. But I'm like, what if it just rings over it? You know, even yeah. simple things. I'm like, oh, I think the rings, let's have it ring over it. It glues it together. And they yeah. just, they're just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Why not? exactly. Why and not? I, yeah. I think um, that shows like an experienced director because mm-hmm. I've found that people who are like making their first film or whatever, they have a very specific yeah. vision for the music. I th- and then I think once you do more films, you kind of like, chill out a little and are like okay i'll let the pros handle it you know you're you're, you're you let you learn to delegate and, and yeah. that's something i'm actually trying to learn myself yeah especially when it comes to like content creation because my whole you life have to I've, deal with too much video i i i i just did something with marriott and it was over 1700 photos and over oh, 300 wow. videos and i had to pare it down to specific like maybe 15 total posts Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very difficult. And so just even having my contact shooting the photos for me was great. Yeah. It was so much easier. But I was like, what if I just, from the, the fee, and I think Trevor t- talked to me about this, like, from your fee, why don't you just hire somebody, yeah. that, a professional who yeah. does this? Um, and it's not like you don't know how to do it. It's not a pejorative on your ability at all. It's kind of also an energy yeah. thing. Like va- yeah. valuing your time. Valuing your time. Oh, Dude, but yeah. it's also like having to think about, okay, what kind of shot do I want? 
Okay, how do I frame it? Okay, now I figured it out. Now let me go run over and press the button. Oh, that didn't turn out right. Uh, it just takes so much more time and energy. Yeah. If you have somebody who you can just trust to handle and capture the moment. Yeah. Or somebody to trust to like put in the dynamic markings or like the, mm-hmm. the swells or things like that. Just really help you with it, – it's just good to delegate. And I think yeah, the experienced people – they get that, and that's something I'm starting to learn. And now that you're one of these experienced people, how are you delegating? Yeah, are you, are you able to delegate things for the uh, your upcoming game? Um, kind of. Like I'm hiring a sound designer. Just first of all, I have no interest in sound design, which is kind of. I have I have somebody <laughs> I can introduce you to. I if you're looking, you probably I, I Megan has probably already. no shortage <laughs> okay. of sound design. But, okay. Okay. You know, it always is good to meet more people. I, so. do, I, I try to help. I, no, I just want good. I just want to, when I meet people that know things, like to put them together. Them to, yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I know no shortage of uh, that's because <laughs> I only know one. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm hiring a sound designer. I awesome. don't even like sound design. That's kind of why <laughs> I got into like implementation and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I need another skill besides just composing because mm. so many people are composers and sound designers um mm. but anyways yeah and then um you know some of the coding i delegated but i am being like a little bit of a control freak with it i can tell like people <laughs> have asked me about doing like maybe guest tracks for some of the cards um, and I'm trying to decide because, you know, that would help a lot not having to write seven. It also seems tracks, like it'd be really but... hard because if they're all interacting, they need to know. Yeah. Well, the little clips can stand on their own. Mm-hmm. They okay. just have to have like certain notes at the beginning and end of the clip. That's the only thing. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, with these games, they're like, I don't know. They feel like very personal, I guess. And so I'm like... But I think I am good about being like, okay, this is what I need to the people I hire. Like, do your thing, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find the balance. But I can definitely understand the other side better now, I feel like. Like, if there is, like, a director or game dev who's being super picky about the music, I feel like... I understand where they're coming from yeah. more now, having been on their side. Yeah. Just wanna, they just no one's your thing. Something. Yeah. 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 That's why empathy is super important. It's just like understand, oh, maybe that person doesn't think I can't do it. They're just worried about their product. Yeah. And the exactly. fact that they're handing it off to somebody scares them. Yeah, you definitely. Let's talk about when we first met. 
<laughs> we have to talk about it. So, and then I'm, Megan I'm and I'm getting hungry. And then we're going to eat. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is, this, we're going to tie it off with some story time. So we met, how many years ago was that now? It was like 2012. Back in the summer of 2012. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it, was it was a long time seven ago. Seven years in ago. Italy. <laughs> Yep. At this music festival called the High Score Music Festival. Yes. Boys and experience. <laughs> so, High so, score. so all these people, yeah, these composers, classical, it's full on classical composers. Yeah. Intervening uh and uh coming together in Pavia, Italy. This Pavia, this yes. random uh, mosquito surrounded city. So it was beautiful. So we were used to, yeah, even that. So I remember they sent you out this warning, like, hey, there's a lot of mosquitoes here. Yeah. And everyone in Italy's like, there's no mosquitoes, not a big thing in Italy. And, and I was coming from the south. I'm like, <laughs> I know mosquitoes. I know mosquitoes. Well, this particular town, this one town is just, it's surrounded by, I don't know if it's, I think rice, it's rice fields. fields. Rice fields. Oh, I just think so. Noticeable. Uh, it's, it's, and it's like a, when you're on the train going into it, it's like Lord of the Rings, like the Swamp oh of the Dead or whatever. God, dude. Like there are there are bodies with faces covered in mosquitoes floating around in this thing. No way. Yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, it's oh, just, I was, I was like, so it's Damn. just like Lord of the Rings. It's like <laughs> yeah. Mount, Mount, they sucked them dry. It's like Mount Mount. <laughs> but probably you can't pay me it's to like be there. Mount Doom's there. You got the ring. You got to get to the music. Oh festival. my goodness. And were you wearing anyways, a full on suit? It was. All, I was not suit? prepared, and so thank yeah. God they they showed up because it's just. Sea of mosquitoes, but it's it was like a yeah. lovely, lovely town. It was just a wild experience. So we're all these composers here, and yeah. we were all on the younger side. Yeah, we were the showed. young kids. We showed. Oh my god, we were all like 20, 21. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah, it was twenty. Needs to say we threw down, <laughs> but it was kind of fun because what we did is at least we developed like a crew. Yeah, and we now we've seen all of them, and then you wind up like seeing like Craig and in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Going to his wedding, like you know, who'd have thought? Yeah. <laughs> I look at pictures of me when I was twenty, and I'm like, I'm a child. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, I was that was really dumb that song. I looked in the mirror yeah. the other day, and I was like, I think I look like a man now. <laughs> I think I do. Well, in like seven years, you're gonna look at you now and just be like, what is that? Little what little is punk? that? Oh, what yeah. was little punk? What was he doing that beard but, scrub? But yeah, it was. <laughs> it was an experience. It was. We were definitely like the obnoxious. Oh, totally. Because we stayed up. I just remember we stayed up till like 4 a.m. every day. And we had to wake up at 8 a.m. Yeah. And we just talked. We were young. What would you tell tell your 20-year-old self today? Don't be obnoxious. (laughs) Speak quieter at 4 a.m. Yeah. Just in general or? Just in general. Mm. Because I spent a week in Hawaii with (laughs) 20-year-olds. I think um, maybe like. Basically, everything in your life is less of a big deal than you think mm-hmm. it is. Like, you know, anything that goes wrong at that age feels like the end of the world. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're it fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you have staying power. One good yeah. thing, it's like I would say, it's like even though like goofy enough, is the value on like staying. We, we talked about this briefly with future guest, Winton. And current roommate of Drew, it <laughs> landlord is, is that and landlord current landlord of Drew oh. would be that it's you know one more night on those emails you will never remember that but going out and interacting even <laughs> being dumb like going to these things and building friendships and just hanging out is very valuable because yeah. I felt like part of why I had so much fun in a stupid way at this festival was that I just for the previous year. 
had not really hung out, had not really done much, taken school very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably, I have better memories and more vivid memories of that particular two weeks in Italy than maybe the year before. I can't tell you actually what happened the year before of all of that school. I don't remember it. But I wish I had had more experiences. Don't be stupid, but going out and actually trying to have more experiences and the value that brings. And at least one to kind of tie it all off. It's a two-week festival, and in the middle of it, there's like, you have one day off. Yeah. And we (laughs) decided to go to Cremona, you know, to see the Stradivarius violins. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. Why don't you start? So what happened on that trip? <laughs> so in Italy, <laughs> they have this system with their train tickets where you buy a ticket, but then you have to get it stamped for some reason. I still don't fully understand why. Yeah, they, they're they speaking Italian, so I don't really know why. <laughs> but we didn't get it stamped. We just bought the ticket and went on the train because, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you buy the ticket beside the train and then walk onto the train. I think it's it's like a timestamp. Just yeah. to, but instead of swiping in, you're supposed to go buy it, go to a random yellow machine on the wall that's, you know, not clearly labeled, no. definitely not in English, and then stamp it, even Damn. if you just bought it from the stand and were like, I'm going to go get on the train. Damn. So yeah. it's like MT, it's like the select bus service. Yeah, it's you the, it's the select bus the little, service if you just, yeah, with take it, yeah. no English. And, we, and apparently it was a new thing. Yeah, but, it was new at the oh, time. Um, yeah. So we forgot to... St- Stamp our tickets. I think it was just was it one ticket for all of us? Like, we did two, and they, and, it, and it's an important part for the story. <laughs> we had done like two two tickets. Maybe we just got there a separate times. So like two people were on one ticket. Mm-hmm. There's another two or three on the other ticket. Yeah. And thank God we did it that way. <laughs> so we're on this train going out. We've ridden the train before. That's how we got to this town, and nobody knew about. Yeah, this. nobody like us for this for not stamping before we didn't even realize it was a problem mm-hmm. um but yeah the conductor comes over looks at our tickets starts yelling at us in italian and we have no idea we don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I had i had done like like one i had cracked version of rosetta stone yes so i'm just like the cat drinks milk the cat i've got the, the cat drinks milk the cat drinks milk yeah our friend zach spoke it a little but there was this nice lady like sitting across from us who spoke english and helped us out and was she started to, yelling at the guy yeah, too. trying to argue with him because yeah essentially we got a ticket for not uh, well, one ticket per ticket so we lost like what was it 180 euros a yeah, ticket so or we total had to pay. A lot of money. So it so the train like goes. It stops. It stops at this town, and, or just one of the stops. And this guy's just like he's giving us the business in Italian, and we're like we don't speak Italian, so which means he's just like oh I should yell it louder and faster. And yeah, our one friend uh, Zach, he he grew up just on the border of Canada, and really smart guy. So he spoke fluent French, so he could he could kind of help us out with the Italian. Yeah. And so we're working through it. This other lady's trying to tell. She's like, I think this rule is stupid anyways. And yeah. so she's yelling at the conductor. Mm-hmm. And, and and so they, they take all of our licenses. Oh, yeah. They took, they gather up all this. So our driver, you know, our, our identity. This, we need, mm. we need, we need This wasn't things. your passport. And the guy steps out. I wonder if anyone's passport. I just happen to have my driver's license. And he steps off with our friend, Zach, the one who could remotely speak to him. He stepped off the train. And then I guess to like yell and argue and we're figuring this out, we're paying euros. And the train's gonna start leaving any minute now. So they've got all of our identification and they're standing off the train. We barely know where we're going. Uh, we're, you know, we're in the, 
random part of Italy. I don't know how my phone, the international phone works. It's before everyone just yeah, carried nobody. their iPhones. So we were, we were screwed. And we we're like, are we going to get like arrested? We're all like freaking out. And the train starts moving. And luckily they'd gone on just before. But he's going to make him sit there and wait. And like, I don't know, talk to authorities, authorities or whatever. So we we're almost getting like arrested in Italy. And I just remember we were going. Everyone's rightly like, you know, flustered and freaking out. And I think it was me we were just talking about. It. I was like, <laughs> something I try to think back on. It's just like in that moment, I was like, now guys, uh, I know this is really terrifying now, but in a couple of years, it's going to be really funny. <laughs> and that just stuck with me. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, it is still funny? Fun? It's yeah, funny. I was just like, you know, it's like not funny now, but in a couple of years, One it's going to be a great story. Do you have the ticket? One of us kept the ticket. I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't think I did, but that's glorious. So we almost got arrested in Italy. We go there, we see the Stradivarius violins. Coincidentally, they don't even seem to promote it that heavenly. You had to buy a ticket to the art museum, walk yeah. through the art museum to get to the Stradivarius violins. Well, there were, do you remember there were two like museums? There was like the main museum, but then there was like- One in the tower. Yeah, you could go like separately. And there was just like one security guard there and he like put on classical music on like a big <laughs> it was, ball. It was, a cheat, it was a cheat, we walk up. Yeah, you go up this, it's the glorious, like the tower, the clock tower in the center, or the bell tower in the center of the city. And you walk up this like kind of like really nice staircase and there's just huge security guard and he stands there and they lock you in and out of this room. Mm -hmm. And so it's just us in there. He comes in there, he locks us in. You're in there with the most expensive violins in the world, you know, glass cases. It's just like the red violin movie. And he walks mm -hmm. over to, and just plays the shittiest like Vivaldi spring. <laughs> with maybe it's like a hip hop remix. It's just like something, <laughs> it's just some like really tacky, like Muzak background yeah and it thing. was just us and it was like one room <laughs> oh man i oh can't God. even imagine first of all am i weird as a classical musician that i just don't give a fuck about strategy about, i don't i don't care. i couldn't care less i'm not gonna travel to cremona to go look at that <laughs> yeah we it was an hour away on yeah it was off. close it was actually us. the closest thing to okay, okay yeah yeah, when in when in Italy, right? Yeah. But like, good thing our, our our probably our ticket our fine would have been much bigger. For I know. I, yeah. I would just be so pissed like that you got fine and then you got to, uh, oh cool I get to look at a violin now. Like, but here's the thing. But like I guess at least the takeaway is uh -huh. of course what what you just said earlier like not you yeah know, don't take things too seriously. It's but also ex to going out we got memories right? and now because of that and although now crew, she's on the coincidentally I move out to LA uh, about a year or so after uh -huh. you. And then I'm like, hey, I'm moving out to LA. Let's like meet up, where do you live? And we live like five minutes apart. Yeah, which is good because, yeah. you know, in LA, if you that's lived a, in like Santa Monica or something, we, never we see just each other. wouldn't be friends. It would, it yeah. would, it would be over. <laughs> see, what's so funny is like, you're on the podcast now because you guys got locked in the, locked in a room together with some old wood. Yeah, like, how, how fire is crappy, that? Crappy, some old wood. Vi yeah, yeah Vivaldi. <laughs> It's a lot of history. The whole festival was a weird experience, but they all good friends out of it. Yeah. It was especially weird nice. for me going in as like someone who wanted to be a film composer to like this new music festival. I encountered like a lot of like snobbery about it, which was really weird. It was my first time ever experiencing that. Isn't it weird that you're new music too? Like you're you're literally and not new only that music. you're doing like like interactive stuff. Yeah. That's like very it's very new, new music. -y. Like they'd eat it up and they'd have no idea how to do it. But probably, I mean, some of that experience to some degree might have like led you to where you since like noticed like, okay, like I don't like these 
types of people. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I'm oh, sorry. I no, was yeah. like thinking about like, maybe I want to like go to grad school and go the professor route. Mm-hmm. And after that experience, I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, like, it's. <laughs> so they did it. So, you know, just get arrested in Italy. Yeah. And like learn a little through the experience. But thanks again. For coming on, yeah, thanks we've, for we've having me. We've covered a lot me. of ground. Yeah. We're excited yeah. about the new game. Yeah, I'm, I'm we want everyone to play. Uh, interview the previous game. Go see mm-hmm. Desmodo Ray. Well, all these links will be in the description. Go yeah. support on Bandcamp. Are there other ways we can support you? Yeah, what's your Twitter? Well, what? you should. Um, I'm at Megan Composer on Twitter. Okay, that's a good um, name. It's a good one. You reserve that. Great, yeah, you yeah. take that other Megan. Composer. Take that other Megan. Other Megans yeah. that are composers. <laughs> I'm the Megan. Original, the I do Megan. know one other Megan who's a composer. But she's not Megan the composer. No, she's yeah. not. Or <laughs> Megan, Megan composer, composer too. She has to put it. Oh yeah, she has to put underscore it. Megan or T O O Megan composer two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, I think at the the time this podcast airs, or is it called yeah, airing? Yeah, sure. But I actually have no idea. Released. We have no idea. What it's <laughs> uh, Indiegogo campaign for Divinuet, my tarot game should be going on. So you know, give yeah, me money. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> go in, and you need to go give money. Like that's really what this is. That's about. That's the most important part. If yeah, you, if you I'm liked here. what you heard, give money. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to get money for my game, and I hear I'm getting a free lunch after this. And oh that's yeah, really? Yeah. The this, only reason I'm here. This is a quid pro quo, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've made it this. Far. You're part of the far. faking fam in addition You're to a only kiss here to, to, su- the left to financially eyebrow. support yeah. our guests. Yeah. I'm sorry I talked over you. No, just give give us money. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're giving money. We're donating to this. Indiegogo campaign. You're going to do it because we, we told you to. Because yeah, told you. because everyone knows that you go into music just for the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, as we sit here in this mansion with the <laughs> yeah. three gems. Oh, wait, what is that? It's just it's back again. It's just it's just insane levels of money. Yeah. Um, but thanks again for coming on here. <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. for having and me. And we'll stop. This great. So, uh, yeah, I just, we just Do we usually end on a song? Do we want to do a song? That's not just a song. Let's go eat. Okay. Yeah, let's eat. Bye. 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 <laughs> there we go. I'm going to I gotta take this guy out. He's sitting farting on me. Disgusting. He's like, so <laughs> smelly. <laughs> Farting? Oh my gosh, yeah.
together, you get like more bonus points than like, <laughs> the end of the game. Oh man, well I'm Never off to a great this. start. This is going really yeah. well. We're a great party. Oh! You want to switch the party? So if you want to go hard mode. Yeah. I never really played the original Mario parties. Oh man, really? Well, I just didn't have friends who had GameCube. I was, yeah, because I had GameCube when before GameCube was cool. You're going to want to put this around your wrist. Really? Are we going to Yeah, because you're going to probably do stuff. Are, Are you a Southpaw? Huh? No, no, I was... Left hand? No, not me. Okay. No, I'm... I'm, I'm you might want to just put it around your wrist and then just like okay. hold it like that. That's possible. For safety. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to fly on. violent. Yeah, so just, uh, this is like the practice, so whenever you're ready. Oh, we're ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I thought we were <laughs> <laughs> So you just press like these press two the, buttons. Two buttons. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Oh my goodness. I thought, all right, my shoelace. <laughs> oh, really? Just to make people feel better. They're like, yeah, this is normal. You can have yeah. yeah. normal, hard, or very hard. Yeah. Normal, hard, or very hard. <laughs> it's like the, um, the NASA, the, like oh. using the bathroom. None of the guys were no. selecting the small. And so they, they literally, yeah, like, it's it's funny because it's all these NASA engine, you know, it's like, those are smart people, and yet they still fall for, like, like normal, like, dude thing. So they were all choosing large. And then, of course, it didn't work. So they were peeing in space, and it was causing huge problems. Peeing in space? Yeah, because, so they renamed it large or, like, humongous, extraordinary, like, like, like gargantuan were the sizes. What? 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 Pe- peeing in a... Well, cause so they need like, you know, essentially like a sleeve space. or just a diaper. What now they use diapers, so they don't do the sleeve in Oh, uh, okay. But back when they are first flying into space. Uh, let's let's go ahead. Do we want to... This just counts as some of the podcasts. So. <laughs> oh, so... All right, so we're sitting here. We're playing some Switch. Megan is teaching us how to play my ankles. And Shyla is... Um, <laughs> Is, isn't it? Re- yeah, it's so ticklish. It's so. It's, it's unbelievable. See, Shiloh, he, he's jealous. He's like, you guys aren't playing with me. Oh no! Don't bite my feet. Okay. Come on, Rosalina. No. Come on, Rosalina. Here, bite this. Come on. Not me. There you go. Bite that. Come on. That's that is. This is really. It's cruel. Crazy. It's cruel that they don't up. A switch. What what games what games are you playing on Switch now? Who are you asking? It's all you. This is this is this is a part of the pod now. <laughs> oh. What Switch games do you play? Um, I always play a lot of Breath of the Wild. It's oh my, my god, favorite. it looks beautiful. Drew, have you played that yet? I have played a little bit. I was on a ship playing it. It was uh, I don't know. I like got into Skyrim. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, so what do I want to do? Yeah, go that way. So then, yeah. So you're going to get a friend. You got a friend. I need 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 friends. friends. I don't have any friends. That's why I have to play Switch in order to get friends. (laughs) And do I press something? Yeah. Press the the, right button. Yeah. Is there anything particular about Breath of the Wild you like? Like, what draws you to it? It's very... No, Shiloh, no bite. Shiloh, what are you doing? You got it. Shiloh, we're asking very important questions here. (laughs) It's like very, I don't know, pretty. And it's a lot of open world games. I feel like you can just wander around for like forever and get nothing done. But in Breath of the Wild, I feel like if you don't know what to do, you can always just wander and after like 
five minutes, you'll find you'll something always to find do. Yeah. The, yeah, because I haven't played it, but I've seen like the videos and people talking about it. And that's everyone's big comment is that, what are you doing? Is <laughs> that um, there's just always something to do and that things actually matter. It's not just, hey, let's go forage something. Yeah. Because even in Skyrim, you have to go a ways before you really, you, you bump into the, some things. I mean, it's, Skyrim's a, a good game. But even still, so what are we doing? I. What are we trying to do? Oh, oh so see in the middle. So am I playing oh, with you? I'm with Rosalina. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, uh, one of us has to. Another thing. So since, yes, yeah, since we're playing the Switch, what type <laughs> of games are you, like, really into right now? Wait, have we been practicing this whole time? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought we were playing it again. Someone should have started it years ago. Yeah, we were. Oh, I'm terrible at Okay. No, unbelievable. Okay. Wait, so I'll stay here. Okay. Right? Okay. And you're going to have to do all Mostly the Mostly won't get out of my way. This is a metaphor for everything. <laughs> oh my God. So, what type of games are you into now, Megan? Um, I've been, I like strategy games, so I've been playing Ooh. like Into the Breach, which is like. Oh, you've been playing Into the Breach? Not. I loved it. So, uh, how, uh, when, do, when did you start? Um, I started maybe like six months ago and oh, kind of like on and off. In and out, okay. You know? um, I, since I'm making my own game, I actually haven't been like as into playing games lately. Mm-hmm. Do you do you just like take breaks? Do you, or another one? You guys have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. I we missed lost, it. Yeah, we lost it. What? Um. Oh my god! I couldn't even go. Yeah. <laughs> do you when you're like working on your games? Do do you like play other games and? Do you find that you're trying to like take some things from them along the way, or is it just a break, a break from working? Mm, it's more a break from working. So when you're like when the games kind of like conceptualize, you're always kind of sticking to that. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like um, I get more ideas for games. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, sorry. You can't. You can't. It's hard to play games and talk at the same time. I know, that's why I think this is like the... Is it it you? Zero. (laughs) This is like the the, the hot wings. Hot ones. Hot hot ones interviews (laughs) where they eat the hot hot wings. And they're like, oh, the thing about the thing. Where's the water? (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is brutal. Bad breath. That was a brutal. There we go, Sean. Have you done eating all of my shoelaces? Yeah, so he loves sitting in the lap. Yeah, he's just really quiet. That's weird. How are you How are you finding these games? At least for me, I've just been watching a bunch of YouTube videos on like, like Game Maker's Toolkit and all these other ones about like creative games or games that do something really well. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I play them. Yeah. How are you going about... Like, how do you find your games? Is it word of mouth or? Um, yeah, usually it's like recommendations from friends, but also sometimes if... There's like a sale or something going on, like the Steam oh, sale always. or something. I'll just kind of like browse through and see what <laughs> looks interesting. I'll be like, oh, this is like $3. Sure. Oh, you should get that one. It takes you directly to the store. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Bridge was nice because I can't remember whatever the game was talking about. In that it gives you, it's still an effective strategy game, but it gives you all the information. Yeah. As opposed to other ones where there's fog of war or the computer gets different movesets than yours. Yeah. But I don't know. I really like the game. I really like that game. Yeah, me too. I like um, having time to think 
about what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there's also, <laughs> unlike unlike what we're doing now, where it's just trying to play Switch and and talk about stuff at the same time. Mm. What strategy games did you play growing up? What did I play? I didn't play a lot. I played StarCraft with my friends like sometimes. Dope, um, yeah. I never but, got good at that game. I mean, I played like Stratego with my dad. And oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I actually like didn't play that many games growing yeah. up. I mean, no, we both oh, really? had that. Yeah, I mean, I had like, N64 and would play that with like my brother and my friends mm-hmm. and stuff. But... No, you weren't like, like addicted. No. Oh yeah. And I like never played one player games like at all. I played way too many. What did you play? The stra- I mean, the first things I got into, I guess, were on PC like really young. But I like like roller coaster tycoons. Oh yeah, like, I the- did like. I had Roller Coaster Tycoon, I liked Zoom Tycoon. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Did you ever do the weird... That game was kind of dark, you, you know, you build the trains and just like launch people off and, <laughs> yeah. and murder your... I had... So, in one of the Roller t- Coaster Tycoons, there's like... A, one of them has like an, a lake with an island, right? Mm-hmm. And if a guest was unhappy, <laughs> I would pick them up and put yeah, them on the just, island. <laughs> oh, and it would have island? like an ATM and all these like <laughs> food stands and drink stands where everything was set to the highest price, right? So I would make That's all great. this money. So oh, it's like an actual- So close. So it's like an actual, uh, like arena. Like, so yeah. So- Every, you make all the food free, but then the bathroom's like $40. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that. Okay. Yeah, it's sadistic. I also played, I, I think, I'm trying to think, other like formative strategy games. Oh, I loved, team. I always liked Civilization, but I really liked Total War games. Oh, yeah. And your Age of Empires. What? So what do we do? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. punch Are we punching the light? Split up, yeah. Okay. Can we punch each other? Probably. Oh, that is violent. <laughs> All right, now that I know that, we, we don't need to practice anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, I like Civ Five a lot, actually. Like, that was really fun. Like dead sometimes, which I'm is... on my own, too. Did, so you did your... Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, How old's your dad? My dad is 60. Okay, so on the younger, so is younger my, side. So my dad. My mom, I mean. She's turned 60. That's crazy. That's still, that's still on, the, on the younger side, I guess, right? Well, my... Um, of ours, so my dad, rather than my parents on the older side, my dad's about to turn 70 this year. Oh, that is old. Yeah, my yeah. parents. <laughs> <laughs> so games, they didn't play games. So yeah. mom's only a few years younger. Yeah. They missed out. But yet, I think Amy, her parents, would play games. Yeah. And they'll play like the, just the old original Nintendo and like Dr. Dr. Mario. Uh, I love Dr. Mario. Dr. They're, yeah, they, Alex and I play Dr. Oh, really? Alex oh, is you, my husband. You, get along with the, uh, her parents, because that's what they would do. <laughs> Is they, we, we had to be like, okay, you guys gotta stop playing too many games. It's time to do family stuff. <laughs> that's uh, funny. Are I like, um, where am I going? Where's the star even? Oh, it's on the opposite island, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Does Alex play a bunch of games? <laughs> um, I probably play more games than him, especially, like, he doesn't play PC games at all, but... Uh-huh. Um, I got him like Crash Team Racing. Oh, I love that game on PS One. It's out on Switch now. Yeah. Oh, 
Have you played like, it? Yeah. It's pretty fun. I'm really bad at it. I'm better at Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Wow. What a throw. Did you ever play the original? No, I didn't. Oh, man. it was That was my childhood right there. For sure. <laughs> that was... Yeah, I played Mario Kart. I played Mario Kart a lot. <laughs> I played Mario Kart. I love watching Mario Kart. Oh, why is like, the second Speed runs and all those strategies of just like the insane... Oh, yeah. Glitchy thing. It was just like, okay, beat this level in 26 seconds. <laughs> Jump yeah. over this save point. It is hard to, like, play a game and talk at the same yeah, time. Yeah, this, is, this, is, part of our, this <laughs> is part of our challenge. It's okay. No, because this this I cut up. Our other one is more freeform. Okay. If you had to... I mean, because you're, you're currently working on a game. Right. We'll be talking about that. Yes. What would, be an, like, what, what would be the ultimate game you could ever make? Like, the one where... Beyond knowledge, restrictions, budgets, time, you name it. If you could wish a game into oh, existence back to that is yours, what type of game? Like, what would it be? It's literally <laughs> right in front of me. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. No, it's cool. <laughs> I was noticing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I had this idea, but then I found out literally someone this else did it. That someone else is doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game where you like plant a garden. And the different plants like make different like have like little tiny music bits attached to them, so you make a like. So you get music. a musical garden. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like musical farmville. It's like those those yeah. grit like the rhythmic yeah, grit like things, grit. but yeah, exactly. Meets plants for zombies. Yeah, that's pretty much. Someone true. else did it. Yeah, I was like no. Also, I missed. Oh no. Ugh. Nice. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Trevor's naive. I'm like really trying. And Trevor's just like, I've never played Mario Kart I, I did not. I realized I, like, I rolled. I'm lead with two stars. I realized I rolled before I looked at how far I need to go. But, yeah, so to answer your question now, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get nice because you explored. So you've already, yeah, you're like in into the second game yet. Yeah. And there's always gonna be, because of just who you are, like a musical tie-in? Yeah. No, my games are essentially really elaborate ways of forcing people to listen to my music, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a good, that's like a, the, a, a long, like such a hard way of going about it, but it's great. <laughs> I, I was, someone posted up, there's an article about a, uh, Christopher Larkin, the Hollow Knight composer. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize he had done the same thing. Oh, really? The exact same thing, like, not growing up, oh. he's not that old. Somewhere in there, there's just a line or two that he had even just made a few of his own. Oh, I just, didn't know that. Just, yeah, I didn't know either, because that wasn't talked about. Who knows what the games are? But that he had gone through that same type of method in practice. There's a bunch of people who do that in film now, too. Yeah. Where they, they'll just, it's like, hey, I might as well make my own film. Which is yeah. probably a great idea, because I don't know about you, but I'd assume... Oh, so we just can't... I gotcha. You just hit the bombs to the other side. You get the cool giant rocket. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm just gonna... I'm, I'm Serena Williams over here. It's just like, oh, my God. Well, I'm like Venus, homie. I, I played oh Mario God. Tennis before. <laughs> you know, this is Mario Badminton oh, bombs. Bomb bat. This is yeah, so this dangerous. It's yeah, a violent video. Dude, we should, we should get violent video games are the problem. But with like nukes. Yeah. 
This is this is what America's actually like. Yeah. Uh, form <laughs> yeah, some of these like mini games, if you actually <laughs> think about them. Don't think too hard. Oh my God, this is drones. Drone strikes. Drone strikes. <laughs> what what if you had to, you know, narrow down like one or two, let's say two like kind of favorite games of all time that either just maybe not like the best games, but just that mean a lot. Yeah. Um, probably Breath of the Wild, actually. I really oh. love that game. Maybe like Stardew Valley. I didn't get to play Stardew Valley. It's what 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 makes it? How did it? What what made it make that list? I like games where it's kind of like you're escaping into this whole other world or like life for yourself, right? Uh, so it's kind of okay. like an escapism thing. Although Stardew Valley, I do get bored with grindy stuff. So the mm-hmm. actual like watering plants every day and stuff, I hate it. But otherwise, that game has a lot more like story with getting to know people in the town and that kind of thing. And so it's one of those, what is it, where you're, that game that effectively, it's like you build your own stories instead of presented to them. Yeah. So you make your own memories from the experience. Yeah. And then um, I also like Child of Light, which is a more like, there's an actual storyline to mm-hmm. it. Um, it's a fun game. I like a lot of like more turn-based stuff like that. I don't know. My get, reactions you get aren't control. the best. What about you, Drew? What you like, what one or two like formative games for you? Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'll put Final Fantasy VII. And uh, Final Fantasy X in the same camp. Um, I love Final Fantasy X, dude. It's it's. it's I didn't play. Se- I didn't get to play seven. Dude, you oh, are because it's yeah. everyone talks. Yeah, because I missed again. I was sitting there on uh, GameCube land. Yeah. And N sixty four. So I I missed so many. I got lucky. My my cousin, my cool cousin, she had the PS two. So then one summer we did an exchange. So, you know, uh, you, went from, you went from just sitting on 40 games you don't want to play ever again mm-hmm. to 40 new games. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So I, I played 10. I played way too much Blitzball, which is really sad. Blitzball is dope, though. It was, <laughs> I played so much Blitzball. <laughs> which is hilarious when, it's, when you just realized, it's like, oh, it's just done numbers. Like, you, could, you could take the fun. You could take the fun. It's, uh, it's like the... Because each of the Final Fantasy, they got those games within a game. Yeah. It's the it's for ten. Okay. It's the sport. Basically, it's water <laughs> soccer. Okay. Water. It's just water soccer yeah. with math. <laughs> so it's, and, you, and you can like punch people. I heard the game in nine. Final Fantasy nine was really good. The game Chocobo. You mean Chocobo Sports? No, it's like a card game. Oh yeah, um, Tetra Master. Yeah. I heard it was good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I pretty good. I it's pretty fun. Them. Yeah. I like it a lot, and it's integrated with the battle system, kind of, in a way. I'm trying to think, for me, the, it's like if I, yeah, if I had to choose two, I'd just choose like the most, like a recent game, and then the first, it'd be like, Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. is probably. Of course. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like I the classic, but just cause, oh yeah, you got to, I even still. I, just I be, watched less plays. Because like it just seems really just balanced, interesting, and the story and the music, it's just like a complete package yeah. for what it could do at the time. And then a recent one, would be, since we already talked about Chris Larkin, Hollow Knight. Oh, I love Hollow Knight, too. Just because, I, yeah, it's like I've replayed it since. But I don't know. I, like, I love, yeah, yeah I loved Hollow Knight. Oh, she's gonna... Just because of what you were talking about earlier, the immersion. Yeah. Like, I haven't felt lost in a game like that. 
in such a long time. Yeah. I know if I did Breath of the Wild, it'd be that same experience. Oh yeah, it's, Breath of the Wild is really bad for that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I'm very bad. Like I need, because we've talked about it before on the pod, but but uh, it's like I need some like end endings to things. Mm-hmm. Like when when I played in high school and college and finally got online, I just played so much. Because like a Call there's of no Duty, end. there's no end. You just keep playing. Right. Like, it has enough of your addictive goal-based, experience-based unlockables to yeah. keep you going the, with the addiction. Yeah. But you don't that you you don't hit the the finish line, and so I would just keep going and never yeah. stop. And since I've returned to games, I've been looking at your Into the Breach, the more um, interesting like design games or or story-based games. Yeah. You know, because at least it has an ending. Yeah. But and- I know Breath of the Wild. I'd be. Oh. Yeah, so Breath of the Wild has an ending, kind of, once you beat Ganon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but once you beat him, you can go back and do all the side quests. And so. there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. But so I'm, like, forcibly yeah, avoiding I, it. I kind of like shorter games now. Like, if it takes, you know, like, six, eight hours to beat, that's kind of good for me. I don't know. What's the board? I don't know. I've only been like half paying attention. Yeah. To the game. I'm really bad at like. Kind of this this is our new this is our challenge. Attention. Yeah. I'm glad you're gonna be. Fourth. Editing. <laughs> oh. I won. Oh man, got wrecked. I'm so excited. Oh my god. This is actually a fun game. I like it. I like it. It's mindless. It's, yeah. it's the best part. Yeah. That was the longest term. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited for the new Pokemon game. Oh, yeah, I am too. Honestly. I don't know much about it. What's what's the gist? Like it's just like any of the other like one player Pokemon games where you like around friend. the different cities and Okay. Catching Pokemon, battling people. Oh, I got okay. Daisy, my girlfriend. But is uh, it yeah. come through? Is, is it all switched up? Is, is it for the Switch? Like It's for the that? Switch, yeah. I That'd don't know much about like the game mechanics or anything. Looking to travel through four movie spaces? Nice, dude. That's huge. There's one game called Slaparazzi on here. That's my absolute <laughs> favorite. Yeah. It's a Lady Gaga time. <laughs> it's a... Uh... Okay, oh, so we're just grabbing money. Yeah, but I love those. Get hit by the lightning. I, I can't remember. I love the. Ah! Oh, it, oh man, yeah, this is one worthy of practice. Oh, I'm really. Uh, I love the um, game. Um, or those videos of people where like a person just sets a controller down and that person wins. It's like oh, always yeah. someone does. It's always like Luigi. <laughs> He's just not playing. He just to stand here and you know win the mini game. Yeah. We ready? Okay, I'm wondering, yeah. do people speed run Mario Party? I don't know. I'd assume. Probably. Why would you? <laughs> I'm just wondering how because could you? you? Can. Yeah, because you. Can. <laughs> I mean, we're sp- if we're speed it's, running it's Shrek, RNG based. the Shrek game. You're, you're speed running Shrek. No, God, I'm not. But oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong person. God, I'm such a what a noob. My dude already forgot. Noob. I still don't really know which one of you is Waluigi and which one is Luigi, but it's okay. I'm Waluigi. Ah, Luigi. I'm Luigi. I got the leaks. <laughs> <laughs> we've just... It, Rosalie, it, we got it's the just because we ju- we just a little thick, you yeah, know? We've just been... <laughs> Booking night. 
wow, we got however many coins we like finished with. That's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. Three turns. Okay, well, we're finishing this. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, 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 I'm sorry. The game slap Roxy. <laughs> you're trying to get so that they're like these photographers that pop mm-hmm. up, and you're trying to get so that you're the most prominent person in the picture, right? Uh-huh. So you like punch everyone else <laughs> out of your way. <laughs> it's really fun. Extreme I violence. Hope we get to play it. <laughs> oh my god, slapper bots. Can you like select? Can you select? You can probably select individual mini games later. Hidden blocks. Is that a thing in this yeah, game? Yeah, but. So since we're on his switch, I don't know if Slap Rodzi is one you have to unlock. I think it is. We can try. Lose six coins. Jeez. We're in the tide. It's funny because we're on the ocean. (laughs) You don't seem induced. (laughs) Spice things up for us. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah, now the bad luck spaces are extra bad luck. Oh no. Oh no. Extra dangerous. Very dangerous. How bad could it get? Do they take a star away or something? Yeah. Oh. Where's the, the star? Now? If you had to score any game, what would it be? Like. Any game. Re, yeah, redoing any game. What would it be? God, I don't know. Because I feel like most of the good games have iconic scores. That's, yeah. that's the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think. What happens when the ice cream melts there? Um, I think the item shop just closes. Oh boy, I went to the wrong side, but it's okay. Well, you can. Because I'm gonna try to get oh, this. To is that it. battle block? Oh, no, it's not. Okay, I'm trying to get that star thing right there. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So where's the star thing? Where do I need to land? You need to land. You can go either. On the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, so bowl, you can either go across. Try to hit the other star. Or... Yeah, you can either try to get the fruit bowl or you can go across the bridge because the star is <laughs> One, there. Two, three, so. four, five. So if I get a five. Yeah, I think it's probably better to try to get the fruit. Don't <laughs> 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 forget you have your hammer bread also adding one or two. Yeah. Adding one or two? Okay. So it's probably better just a normal no, dice. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that too. Oh, but to answer your question, I don't know, maybe if like, I love the Child of Light score, but maybe if they were like doing a sequel and the original composer couldn't do it for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, then I'd come in and do that. Or like another portal game. (laughs) I took a screenshot, my bad. Flexing. Take a, take a screenshot. Megan, Megan's flexing on us, <laughs> screenshotting our defeat. That's brutal. Could you imagine also some doing these games in real life? How ridiculous that would be. Just, it was just like a bunch of banana pills. I saw a TikTok where it was like real life versus cartoons, and it was a banana. And the guy like walked on the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then he stepped on it, and then it like switched like an anime explosion, and then another thing of a guy just flying through there. <laughs> <laughs> TikToks are great, man. I think they're really. Are you Are you gonna start? Are you gonna start being a tic- TikToker? Yeah, dude. Hopefully, we can start making some first bonuses. LA bonus. <sighs> Boo. Oh. 
gonna be Rosalina. Two friends. Ugh. She's gonna win. Oh my god, we're gonna lose to the <laughs> easy mode character. Bonus. I don't know who that is. Oh, oh, all of us. Uh, that's right. Eat it. Eat it, Rosalina. Maybe we hit all of the most. Your participation trophies. Huh. Oh my god. American Idol. Don't Luigi. Uh, boo! <laughs> boo! Good job. Yeah, hey, great job, too. Get out of my house. I came in second. You came last. Oh, <laughs> 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 you're so sad. Oh, oh that's sad. Rosalina's just. Bye, Heidi. Have fun. All right, everybody out. <laughs>